Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the single ladies episode. So I put off doing an episode specifically about being single for a long time because, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to be like that girl. And I hate even saying that because like the feminist inside of me is like, don't shame people. But I was kind of shaming myself because I feel that every time you say something about being a single woman or whatever, there's either like two camps of, oh, you (laughs) just care about your career and you don't want a family, you don't want whatever, or you're just some sad woman who is obsessed with getting married and having kids and you just feel sorry for yourself most of the time. But there are also people who are in the middle of that. And even when I say single ladies, I'm really meaning single people because single doesn't even mean people who have never been married. It's also considering divorced people or widowers or the widowed. There are a lot of different people who this applies for. And I think over the last, over the last few years, I've been thinking about this a lot more, especially single people like when you get older, you know, there's, and it's not necessarily like a, this very, very sad thing, but it's more of, or feeling, or feeling sorry for yourself in the way that I recently had a, was talking about um, holidays with some friends. And I had mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's just some times where you just don't want to be like the tag along just because you're the single person with no kids. And, and tag along meaning like, especially when you get to a certain age of around the holidays, like if me being by myself, it is easier for me, the single person to then come to whatever family thing. And I have families on opposite coasts. So for, uh, and I just did the math and it was insane, but it's been like 18 years of me being the person to travel to the things, to do the things. Uh, I'm lucky that my immediate family has come visited me and there's been some holidays where I've boycotted and I've been like, nope, you have to come to me. I'm not, I'm not doing it this year. But for the most part, it's, I get it. It's logistically easier for me as a single person to make the trip. But there are times like even with holiday stuff where you just kind of feel like the extra. Uh, And I've had conversations with other like family members who are also single or whatever. And, you know, there's, it's like, oh, well, we'll invite you over because you don't have anything else to do. Or, you know, you kind of feel a little bit like a charity case. And, And I say that having gone to therapy, I'm pretty self-aware, but I think that there are just realities of, uh, realities of singleness that people don't necessarily want to talk about. And I don't think that it has to be this really, really sad thing. And I don't think that it also has to be this thing that you totally dismiss because what happened when I was trying to explain to my friends, uh, that, you know, sometimes you just feel like a tag along. Uh, they quickly, quickly were like, well, are you really sure that that was, that that's how it is? Because, and then they went off on their own thing about their families, which I know sometimes people do, but, but more so 
The thing is, is like, no, no, like you actually don't know the specific situations that I'm talking about. You don't know the people who are involved in everything. We all have, you know, specific family dynamics and whatever that make us feel certain ways. So I also just wanted to address that there are some realities of just where life is. And and I think it's okay to talk about that in a really real way because there's some of us who maybe live far away from family. So uh, if you are by yourself a lot and if you're not close to family, there are certain things that, that just kind of get to you. Like I had a I used to say that, you know, if you live in a city long enough, like, you can tell, like, when it's really home when you could ask anyone for a ride to and from the airport. Like, you had a good group of people to ask. But as I've gotten older, uh, I think the the reality of, like, people's responsibilities and stuff has, has uh, kind of revealed itself more because when I was in my 20s, that's really when I said that. And, you know, I think people, it depends on, you know, what kind of city you're moving to, where people are at in stages of life. But I think as you get older, you know, it's not the thing of you're running errands with your friends all the time, or <laughs> you can just call someone last minute and you you go out. You know, as, as you get older, people, if they are getting married, then they have responsibilities with their spouses. If, you know, they have kids, then most of their time and attention is placed around that. So you have to uh, coordinate your schedule around those things. And while I understand that, and I can understand the, I understand the plight that a lot of my married and um, friends have, and even people with kids, because they also express like that they wish that they had the freedom that I have. But it just gets harder. And, and if you are single and you're not around family, then it sometimes it can just feel a little bit more of like, well, who do I go to, you know, for some things? Like how how do I how do I navigate this in a way that that's healthy for me without thinking of what if I never find someone? <laughs> like like what what if this is, you know, it for the rest of my life? So all of that to say, I do think about those things and I think about people especially, you know, if you've gotten married and you've lost a spouse and then you're single all over again and it's like, okay, everyone else has established their lives. Where do I, what do I do? How, how do I fit in to this? Because, you know, as progressive as, as we want to be and uh, as, as much as we like to believe that we don't uh, define ourselves by our relationships, it still is such a part of of our culture and who we are. You know, we we belong to other people, but first we belong to ourselves. So these are some things that I've been thinking about. And I, uh, you know, even for our married friends, our married listeners, or even coupled listeners, I think there's still some valuable things in this episode that can help you also remember who you are by yourself, but also maybe create another level of empathy for your single friends. And and likewise, I think, you know, with um, with singleness, you know, it's, it's not a disease. <laughs> it's just the fact of where you are right now. And I'm very interested in how we can make the most of the present. So welcome. Uh, so the first thing, honestly, I think that's important 
when you're single and even when you're with someone, but especially when you're single is to date yourself. And I've talked about this uh, a bit in my email. If you are on my newsletter list, you know that this is something that I've been re-upping lately. And it really kind of came out of this thing of, you know, when you, you talk to your friends about like, oh, I had this really good date, you know, and it was unexpected and maybe you did something that was really fun that you don't normally do and it just felt special. Well, I also believe that like the more things like that that you do, the more energy you create. And I've talked about this and other things like in the one episode, I uh, spoke a lot about how like you need to be the thing that you want. You need to be, if you want community, you need to be community to other people. If you want the one, you need to be the one. Like, being the one of whatever you want, you need to match that energy with interests or goals or aspirations, blah, blah, blah. So, I feel like when you date yourself, you also give yourself permission to be like, okay, I'm going to carve out this time for me. And that means that when other people call, if they want to do something during that time, I say no. Like I honor that time, like as if it was I was meeting someone else. Because we discount time with ourselves a lot. And especially, especially when you're single, it's an interesting thing where people are like, well, what do you do? I had a friend who used to ask me a lot, like, well, you know, I hope this weekend you got outside and, you know, got some fresh air and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, just because I don't have a family or kids doesn't mean that I don't go out and do things. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not doing things and I'm just not telling you. Uh, so I think that the more that you create those times where you're, maybe it's, for me, I love you know, a good movie or a museum or even just sometimes like getting coffee and going on a hike or getting a book and going to uh, the park. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, doing a little picnic. There's all kinds of little things that you could do that create an energy where you are investing in yourself. And then I think it also makes it easier when you're just out in the world because the more that you're by yourself, like, it can be awkward. Like, I, I see some people who go to a bar to have a drink. And, and bars are um, easy. And it could, it could easily be anything that's, like, doesn't have to be a bar, like, if you don't drink. But, you know, having lunch at a bar or even sitting at a coffee shop where there is a bar or something. Like, it makes it a little bit easier because the, the attention isn't just, like, I'm sitting by myself. But... I think that the more that you do that, you find a confidence within yourself that can't really be taken away because you realize, like, the, the, the magic that comes with, with a date is sometimes you just remember all of these, like, interesting things about yourself or you get this confidence again. And I don't think that you have to wait for someone else to feel that because, Honestly, any time that I've ever done a date by myself, I it's so much easier to talk to people. People 
uh, are pretty interested in talking to you because, you know, kind of all your walls are down, especially if you're not like staring at your phone. But it's so much easier, I think, the more that you are by yourself and you know what that really is to be on your own. And I think you notice things of in your environment where you wouldn't because if you're meeting friends all the time, it, it's hard for you to notice some things because you're just in a zone. Or if you're on a date with someone else, you're just in a zone. You're not looking at everything else. So I think making dates on your own to explore your interests or the things that you want because there's also just a freedom of like, okay, well... I want to go to the museum and then I want to get some lunch and then maybe I want to walk over here or, you know, you linger longer. You can leave earlier. There are some really wonderful things about that. And I believe that, you know, single or not, you should really be dating yourself. Uh, And the second thing is like plan trips for yourself. You solo. So, (laughs) I mean, a lot of times... I mean, now, especially if you're single, you know, your trips might not always look like Instagram. <laughs> uh, you know, you see, like, people jetting around the world, like, with all of their friends or, you know, they have someone always taking photos of them. But the reality is that, you know, a lot of people, I don't, even even with single friends, like, doesn't mean that your schedules are always going to line up or that you have the same budget or that, I mean, even you want to go to the same places. So I, I recently was thinking about this, especially, like, if you get older and, you know, there's just, like, one year, if you get older, I mean... If there's one year where you're like, you know what, I kind of just want to do my own thing for the holidays, which some people may think sounds selfish, but honestly, when I talk to a lot of my single friends or uh, friends who don't have children, you know, the holidays kind of become at some point about kids and and or couples or like, you know, little family units. Years ago, um, one of my family groups uh, decided that they weren't going to have presents for the adults, that it was just going to be the kids. And there was only like a handful of younger kids at this point. So it was a bunch of adults staring at these kids opening presents and I was like, this is really boring and this kind of sucks. Not that Christmas is about or the holidays are like about giving gifts, but I think that it's, there is something that happens when someone who you love picks something that's just for you. We could have done Secret Santa. We could have done whatever. We all didn't need stuff from everybody, but it's just a weird thing because, and my mom actually brought this up um, not too long ago because, you know, a lot of our friends, um, family friends, like their kids are married and having kids and whatever. And my mom was like, you know what? I'm just going to sign Amanda up for a registry because, um, (laughs) you know, she's spending all of this time and money on other people because they've hit these milestones. And, you know, if you're single, you don't really hit those. And as much as you want to be supportive of other people and stuff, like you can't really live your whole life just championing 
other people and them never kind of reciprocating. And and it and it comes a lot with, you know, holidays uh, where you have to be the one who's like, oh, you know, buying kids a ridiculous amount of toys or pretending like you're excited that, I don't know, it's like someone's, you know, Santa dream come true or whatever. It's like, there's a certain amount where it's like, if it's not your kid, you can be happy to a point, but you just don't care that much. And and maybe there's a time where you don't necessarily want to be around for that just to be like, hey, I'm just the I'm just I'm just the the extra aunt that nobody knows what to do with. No. Sometimes you want to be able to do your own thing. And and you should because there might be some um holidays or even just times throughout the year where either friends and family who are coupled or have kids, they want to do their own thing, right? They don't always want like the entire family or whatever. So I think that as single people, we should also be empowered to say, hey, you know what? This time I'm I'm actually not going to come home. I'm going to do my own thing. Or, you know, not always uh, bending to the will of everyone else. And so I think that the way that you do that for people who are like afraid of traveling or, you know, planning stuff by themselves, uh, there are so many travel companies that are specifically for solo travelers. There's ones like Flashpack or Intrepid and so many that I'm not even saying. But there are ones like, and I think it was Intrepid, and if it's not, oh well. But uh, I, once I started thinking about this planning your own trip thing, I specifically got excited about or around holiday travel. And so I was looking at it and I was like, wow, like, they have ones for Christmas. Like they have ones you could go to Europe for Christmas and New Year's and whatever. And the thing that it reminded me of in all of this is like, when you plan something like that, you're also stating like, I deserve this. Like just because I don't have people in my life or whatever doesn't mean that I can't still experience life. And more than that, there are other people who are in your same situation. You probably just haven't met them. So travel companies, especially like for solo travelers, the advantage is, is that you're kind of going and there's, you don't have to worry so much. And there's other people from all over the world who are traveling with you. So you can go to a new place. And some of them have taglines like, you know, uh, going alone but not traveling alone or something. But anyway, try something like that. Or you could even do like something to, you know, uh, I don't know, even like a weekend trip to a city by yourself. If you've been dating yourself, then you pr- you're a bit more, uh, it's easier for you probably to then travel by yourself. I know a lot of people have like fears around all of that, but you know, if even if you want to start small, like do a, a city that's nearby and just do one or two nights. And I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can um, fill up time when you're by yourself. I think tours are a really great thing. There's a food walking tour is probably one of my favorites and go to museums. Uh, I don't know. There's just, there's so many ways that you can see a city. So plan stuff for yourself and, and mark it out and don't. And, and I also would 
not necessarily broadcast it to everyone because there are some times where you say it and then other people have glommed on to like, oh, yeah, I want to come too. And you're like, no, I just, I, I wanted this, I need to do this for me. So, um, yeah, so, you know, date yourself and then plan trips for yourself. I think those are, are two really important things. And then another one, the third one, I, I think is really important is like, realign yourself with your goals. And, and I say financial goals mostly because I think that it's, um, it goes into a lot of things, but it, because, you know, your finances can dictate a lot of, of what you're doing and where you're going. But, uh, because when you do that, you also, when you realign yourself, let me start over. When you realign yourself, like financially, like just kind of taking a, like, hey, let's just check in. When you look at your financial wealth, I think it also gives you more freedom to be able to do those first two things. But I think it also helps you for the future because uh, finances are something that affects most relationships and it can even affect the relationship with yourself. So, you know, making sure that you are taking care of the things that you need to take care of and that you know, when, when you retire or when X, Y, and Z happens that you're not taken totally like off guard because you're not waiting for someone else to, <clears throat> pardon me, got to take a, a sip of, a sip of coffee, but, um, you're not waiting for somebody else to swoop in and save you. Like, you know, that, if you don't pay down your student debt, you're just going to, you know, increase your interest. If you're not saving for that house, it's never going to happen. Making sure that you're okay now is going to make sure that you're okay in the future. And it's something that we don't really like to talk about. It's something we don't like to think about because finances are such a sensitive subject for so many people. But if you're going to be present in the I'm single and this is how it looks. You know, it's not that it's going to be forever, but just kind of sitting in that reality of like, okay, I'm, I'm the one who has to be looking out for me. And there's some really good, there's a, a really, really, really great, um, financial expert, David Bach. He wrote Smart Women Finish Rich. And he recently, um, earlier this year, came out with a book called The Latte Factor. And it's like this short little parable. Um, I would recommend probably starting with The Latte Factor. And uh, like I got it from the library. It was an ebook and I finished it in like a few hours. But I would recommend starting with something like that. And he really just kind of has these key principles that if you are unsure about finances, you don't really know what to do, there's some like basic principles in there that I think could help really anyone. But making sure that like the things that you really want, like you're actually doing. So if you do want to take a trip across the world next year, like where are you putting that money? Are you putting it in a savings account that where you get a, you know, a 2% return? Uh, what are you doing with your 401k? Like, do you have one? 
Do you need to cut expenses? There's so many ways that you can just check in with yourself of like, am I on track? And I I think that it's understated of how important that is as a single person because you're the one who has your back. So you have to make sure. And sometimes you're going to have to say no to certain things because sometimes people who are coupled up or whatever, they have that extra paycheck. It's, it can be harder for them sometimes to understand, like, that if I don't have a job, I don't have a job. Like, that's all on me. Like, I don't have, you know, a spouse who can maybe come in and help or or whatever. And that's not to say that, um, you know, you don't have family who could maybe help or something. But there is a lot of pressure. So you have to be even more vigilant about the things that you will and will not do and the things that you want. Like the time is now, you know, you don't have somebody else to worry about. You don't have kids to worry about. Um, Or even if you are like a single parent and you do have kids, I think that it's really important to, to make sure that you are on track, you are doing those things because you have not only yourself to think about, but you have, you know, little humans to think about. So anyway, and I didn't mean to leave out like single parents as I was talking. I was like, I feel like I'm leaving out somebody, but, but, but single parents, that's kind of a different thing because you can, you're lumped in with like, I have kids, you know, you're kind of in a, a different thing where you are, um, accepted on some, on some ways, but you can still feel left out with like the coupled part. So it all works together. We all have the same feelings, but, but yeah, so for my single people, I think that date yourself, plan trips for yourself and, and realign yourself with your financial goals. I think those are like three very, very tangible things that can help, help you get some power back that can help you feel not so hopeless and I think it applies at, you know, any stage of life. And another thing, too, is to be grateful. To be grateful for where you are because you're not always going to be there. And to be grateful for where you're going. And and also just understanding that sometimes even your married friends or friends with kids, you know, they don't, if they seem flippant about something, it's probably not always the case. They probably just aren't thinking or they haven't had to think about it in so long. So, you know, it's hard for me sometimes when I just talk about being single and then you get all of these suggestions for things of things you should be doing, things you should be trying. You should, you know, and it's like, yo, just sometimes I'm just talking about it and I don't need a solution. But I also understand that people think that you are asking for help. So it's not always the case and we just have to be open and honest with each other and, you know, sometimes what's happening is just what's happening. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs) Hop on over to amandapollock.com. Let me know what you thought about the episode, how, how you're dealing with singleness or if you are on the other side and thoughts that you have about, you know, your single time and what you might have done differently. I think it's really important for us to 
kind of see things from all sides because sometimes we can be so narrowed in on our experience or expect others to have the same experiences that we do. So I think the more perspectives we have, the more we can grow. But uh, I'm so glad that I did this episode, uh, especially that I got over my fear of being that girl and talking about singleness. So I hope that it was helpful. I hope there are some insights and takeaways that you can have as you move through your week. And I can't wait to be with you next week.